the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Hi there, it's Mel G, and this week on my super little podcast, I don't want to sound too smug about it, we're going to be talking about instruments for small children, table tennis, and you will have the opportunity to tell Mel, tell it to me all. If you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. There'll be more chat and some great tunes thrown in for good measure. Well, hello. What a lovely thing it is to see on the left of me, stage left, darling, always thinking in terms of stage, uh, Mr Andy Bush. Hello, Bush. Hey, it's good to be here. Great to see you. You okay? I'm good. Now, listen, I've been thinking this week, we need some more activity in our lives. I know I always say this. Mm -hmm. I've got you a present. Whoa. Wrapped in a cling film bag. Bush, that's for you. Open up. Oh, Oh, my word. Yeah. Mel. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Share, share, show and tell. Uh, share Mel and tell. has bought the team a, uh, what appears to be a ping pong set, table mm-hmm. tennis racket. Is that the right word it's for it? It's a bat. A bat, okay. Or a racket. It was on the racket floor of the uh, sports department uh, shop. Sports department store, I should say. You'd have had to go to a proper old school sports shop to I get did. these. The ones that do gum guards and yeah. trophies. It's on the sixth floor. <laughs> do you like that. it, Bush? I absolutely love it. And and the weird thing was, I was playing table tennis at my stag do that I was at the weekend just gone. We're going to hear all about that. So this just seems like some kind of gift from the gods. Yeah, they're good little rubbery bats, aren't they? Is this all part of the elite lifestyle? It's the elite force. Yes. Because we do have, very near to us, uh, here at Magic Towers... Uh, a table tennis, do we not? We do. We've got a table right in the centre of Golden Square. Exactamundo, my friend. Wow. That's why I got some slightly show-offy balls as well. Not just the normal white ones, Bush. They're not good enough for us. They're blue, they're orange, they're yellow. You can see them in the dark. The and me, and we can play Keep the Kettle Boiling and let Louise, our producer, join in as well. Wow. Sorry, I didn't get a third bat, Louise. <laughs> Don't take anything by that. Uh, and we can start playing. But we won't just play little tippy-tappy uh-huh. or, you know, slightly bumbling around. We will take it very, very seriously. Eye contact the entire time. Yes. Now, Bush, I want you to be totally honest with me. Have you already got... He's practising. He's doing ambi hands. <laughs> there we he's go. He's got one in the right hand and one in the left hand and he's actually practising. I feel like I'm reversing an easy jet in. <laughs> That's what they do as well. Look at this. This could be me. No. Left a bit, mate. Left a bit, left a bit. Listen, if it doesn't work out for us in radio, we can very easily slip into Bournemouth Airport and do that. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So Drinkall was one of the GB table tennis players. Uh-huh. Did you see him? I didn't see this guy. I'm intrigued. Such a good man. Did quite well. Got through several rounds. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> Which makes me think, actually, he literally looked like he'd stepped out of a pub. <laughs> Such a good man. He was bright red yeah. from the word go. Sweating cobs. I mean, unbelievable amounts. But but did pretty well. I don't think he meddled. Mm-hmm. But what I love about table tennis, and I'm not in any way uh, doing down anyone who's like properly a, a pro tennis a table just, tennis just player. Warming up, sorry, just, just warming a warm up. up going yeah, there. Just warm um, up. I love the fact that you could. You're right. You could step out of a pub and then go straight to the Olympics. Yes. Isn't That's a great thing. What like a short archery. journey. Like archery. Like uh, archery as well. Break open the balls, Bush, and let's have a little mini go on our desk here. Why let's don't do we that. do that? Look, I'll make a little impromptu net yep. out of the lead of the microphone. Thanks what? very much. That's good. I have to warn you, Bush, I'm going to be totally honest about this. Yeah. I do get a little bit 
competitive. Oh, here we go. Are you quite good at this? Not really. Uh, you've created almost a new sport here, Mel. This is like any time, any place, anywhere table tennis. Yeah, man. You don't have to wait for the table to come to you. Oh, feel that smell, the bat. Oh, my God, that smells like... It smells like a uh, gymnasium floor and I've gone in with a pair of illegal dark-soled <laughs> shoes. I'm just going to see how long I can get away with it for. It's, it's, it's gymnasium circa 78, isn't it? Here we go. Oh, 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 I do oh. apologise, dear listener. I just bashed the mic really badly. That was, that was Bush. That was one, one to you, love. One, one, one love. Yeah, one. one love, one love. Oh, oh, you went under the net. Sorry. Your serve. That's uh, so one all. One apiece, dear listener. One all. We're both straddling, by the way. We're, we're hunched and straddling. Let's do this. Okay, I'm serving. Oh, good shot. Sorry, no, it was under the net, mate. If you've just tuned in, uh, we've been having a game of table tennis. So I think Bush is better than me. I know. Well, no, I, know, I think no, you no, are you better. Are. No, no, you are. Oh, no, you no, are. Seriously. I accept that. Now, listen, today is a very, very special day. It's a day that's dear to my heart. It's to do with a foodstuff close to my familial tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's World Pierogi Day, Bush. Did you know that? I had an inkling because I tried to explain what pierogi was to uh, oh. producer Louise in the week and failed abysmally. It's a Polish food. Talk us through it, Mel. What is it exactly? It's, it's a dumpling, basically. Ooh. Yeah. And it can be filled with any manner of things. You can go for cheese. You can go for cheese and potato. You can go for sort of cheese, potato and onion. You can do a mushroom. You can do a sauerkraut. Once had a sauerkraut pierogi. Well, my full surname is Bushenfeld. That sounds right up my street. So, I'm telling you, Bush, you duck to water, you would love a sauerkraut love pierogi. Yeah. Well, what I've got for you, Mel, yes, to love. celebrate World Pierogi Day Lovely. is three amazing facts about world food. Nice. Not just about pierogi. I struggle a little bit with just <laughs> pierogi-based facts. I'm disappointed, Bush. Couldn't find anyway, that website. Yeah, tell me. Fact number one, Mel, listen to this. Ketchup was sold in the 1830s mainly as medicine. Really? Imagine that. Fall over, come off your bike, come off your penny farthing, get a bit of ketchup on it. But then it just makes it look as if there's blood. I know, exactly. And and at least when you wipe it off, it's not quite as bad as you first thought. Maybe that's the thinking. Who knows? Do you mind if I dress that fact up and create an anecdote out of it that I can use this evening when I go out with my friends? Oh, you've got a soiree tonight. Please do that. Bit of a soiree. Yeah, can I do that? I'd be very proud if you did use my anecdote. Thank you very much. And I might use the ketchup one as well. Carry on. (laughs) Final fact. Not about pierogi, yeah. Not about pierogi, but this is good. (laughs) Arachibutrophobia. I don't know if that's exactly how you say it. What? it's, It's the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Arachia buccia phobia. Have you ever done that thing where you've eaten a chocolate bar, say like a Boost, which yes. has got like a, and it's stuck it in your mouth, and you think, "Oh my god, I can't actually breathe." It clags up. What a way to what a way to go. <laughs> have you done that with bread? It's usually yes. the what the soft white bread, uh-huh. and you have a little bit too much of it. You get uh, a bit piggy. Uh, yes, and it just clags up. And you just think that'd be awful. Imagine being found like that. Right, I'm going to use that as another anecdote as well. Yes. Well done, Bush. Great facts. Right, Bush, my favourite point of the day, indeed of the week. Yes. It's time for Podcast Parlour. You ready for this? In front of us we have a uh, 1970s sugar jar, it appears to be. So many of you would go to a restaurant where they had a kind of mocked up old school prohibition era thing going on. It's more of a jam jar, I'd say. Can you say a jam jar? Fair enough. Um, And all of the uh, subjects have been written by people in our office. Yeah, or a chutney jar. Chutney jar, do you think? I make chutney every every, uh, year. Do you? Yeah, I'll bring some in. I'll be chutneyfying around the November really? era. Yeah, uh, if December. I was to try and get into chutney making, what would I do? What, what kit would I need? You need one of those. 
Right, or, got. or a few of those if you're going to make them for friends. Okay. And you need, you see, I love, and it is my signature chutney. Uh-huh. Courgette. Really? Pickled courgettes. I will make you a jar, my friends. That'd be so and good. I swear, well, I hope, I've bigged it up now, so I hope it comes good. You you won't have tasted anything quite like it. Like some kind of Willy Wonka-esque mind explosion. It's a secret recipe. Is it? Yeah. I'd love to be famous for something that you bring out. Are you famous for that? I was Mel. Chutters. Is it? Yeah, Chutters. The Chutmeister. Yeah. Although I, I sort of, I, I think maybe they collect dust in certain people's Surely not. Come yeah. on. They eat them. Don't... I, do you know what you should do yeah. is every year send around an email saying you need the empties. Oh, that's good. They've either got to tip it in the bin and just, you know, go to hell or eat the damn thing. <laughs> there you go. All right, so this quick subject because I've just ripped the end off. Oh, here's, inter- here's an interesting one. Go on. Is it scone or scone? Scone. Me too, I say scone. Yeah. Yeah. Scone, scone, scone has that sort of slightly scone or hyacinth bouquet. Mm. Scone. 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 Although, at the end, the last word of Macbeth is, I believe, the word S C O N E. Is it? And it's scone. It's, I can't remember the words, to see him crowned at Schoon. Schoon. It's when they're crowning young Donald Bane, you know, who takes over oh, uh, the kingdom. You said you didn't watch Game Schoon. of Thrones. I've <laughs> never seen an episode. Okay. Never but, seen um, an episode. I, no, I, I, I would, I'm glad we both say scone. Yeah. I'd, I'd like you if you said scone, but I'd probably like you a little bit less. Yeah, I'd, I'd like myself a little bit less as well. So if you say scone, sort your act out. Yeah. Do you put cream on or jam on first? That's the other big question. Cream first, jam on top. I'm the same. Yes. Because Why? Actually, no. No, 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 no. No, no. she's no. gone back on it. No, I put jam on first because it's heavier and then the cream. Yeah, but for me, the cream is like the butter bit and then you put the jam on the mm. top, you see? One's Devonian and one's Cornish, isn't it? Now, which is which? I can't remember. There is a real divide between I know. the two. I if know. You, if you turned up in Devon, say, Tiverton, and did it Cornish style with your, your, your cream tea, you'd be, I don't know, you'd be chased out. I know. Yeah. I'm trying to think now which is which. I think I'm going to put my, um, uh, I'm going to, what's the expression when you, uh, put out on a limb. going to go out on a limb. Go out on a limb. Thing. Put my thing out on a limb and say that Devonian <laughs> is jam and then cream on top. Correct us. Feel free to correct us via the website if we get this wrong, but that's what we think. Podcast Parlour, welcome. Now, Bush, how's your week been? Oh, uh, well, Mel, I need a bit of advice. Oh, hello. Is this a tell-mel type scenario? It is a tell-mel type scenario. Come on. Because uh, the good thing is you've kind of been there and done this with your kids, so I might get some okay. kind of steer on it. I've been sent a, a letter from my daughter's school about music oh, lessons. Oh, okay. okay. Good. Tick box scenario here. I've got a letter where you can tick one box to ask what uh, choice of instrument you want for them to learn music classes in. Yeah, nice. Nice. There's a big old range of instruments here. And the question is this, what instrument is it worth getting a kid to learn? What instruments are good and what instruments are bad? So let me just give you some examples. We've got oboe on there. Mm. I don't even know what an oboe is, probably. It's a a wind. Is it? Uh, Bassoon. Big. Is it? Yeah, bassoons are quite big. What the hell's a saz? You've heard of a Saz? S A Z. Yeah. Is that some sort of is that is that sax spelt wrongly? <laughs> well, if it is, is that that's no? terrible for the music teacher, isn't it? A Saz. Yes. Come on. Is is this a, quite a trendy school? Bush. I, Be it's honest. It's pretty trendy. But pretty trendy. These yeah. are all quite run of the mill uh, instruments here. There's another one: uh, orchestral percussion. Oh, good timpani. That would be really, really fun. I always thought. 
uh, the percussionist in the orchestra, yeah, uh, in our school orchestra, was just the coolest. Because they're kind of like hammering around like animals from Muppets on stuff. And also, you don't have to do that much. You can literally sit back, open up your, you know, snack pack, and then occasionally just come in with a boom. You're kind of the punchline for what everything everyone else is saying. And you get quite a lot of glory. I bet you do. Now... (laughs) We've just been um, we've just been looking up what a Saz is. Yeah, mate, it's an Elizabethan lute by the look of it. <laughs> oh, oh, imagine that. Could that could be fun. Oh man, can you imagine that? That look at that. Isn't that? It's like a sort of mandolin <laughs> slash lute type thing. It's literally out of Shakespearean times. Ring, ning, 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 green sleeves. Ning, 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 ning. I can't, I can't make a play that Mel, can I? Right, we'll decide. Thoughts occurred, Bush. Uh huh. What instrument does she want to play? <laughs> That's a really good. You know, I should ask her. I really should ask her. It's a very good. Point. I just don't want Mel to go through the same situation I had, where I was kind of forced to learn clarinet. Oh, it was just bleak. rubbish. Bleaksville. Really. Bleak. How far did you go with the clarinet? Uh, grade three. I went Ooh, to grade three. That's weak. And, and I can still hear in my in my mind the screech if you get it wrong with the reed when yeah. you're blowing it, and it all covered in spit. Does the clarinet have one of those little tiny thin reeds, or is it like a solid? It's a solid one solid that you clamp to the top of the instrument. But oh, you used no. to take it apart as if you were dismantling a sniper rifle. So as a lad, that was kind of intriguing. Um, I, do you know what? The problem with this is, mm-hmm. when they start learning uh, to play the instruments, the bigger ones sound much better on the ear. Oh, really? Cello, much better than a violin. Big recorder, much better than a tiny little piccolo. <laughs> so I would say go for a big instrument because it's less... Well, I've got to tick one of these boxes, Mel, so I'm afraid your decision, like Tell Mel, is going to be binding on this. You see, I'd go for cello. You're going to go cello? Cello is so cool. Do you remember Doris Schwartz in Fame? Do you remember Fame, the the, the 80s? uh, She was on the album cover. She's on the album cover, mate. Yeah. It's all about the Schwartz man. She was cool. She was feisty. She was an icon. Uh Uh-huh. The cello is a beautiful, beautiful sound. I'm sold. She's doing cello. (laughs) Are you serious, Bush? Tick in the box. Seriously? Yeah, cello. I mean, she's probably half the size of it at the moment. Should, you know, like everything no. else should grow into it. You can get mini ones. Can you? Yeah. Little tiny cello. You can get quarter size, half size, full size. Oh, well, I'm going to need to get Quite myself sweet. down to one of those. We've, we've already been to a stuffy sports shop. I'm going to get to a stuffy old-fashioned music shop. I'll be laughed out of there. Boom. Is that sort of the problem? Yeah, sort of. Thank you very much. Excellent. She will be playing cello from Monday morning for the rest of her life. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Another randomly selected topic from the people we work with here at Magic Towers. Do you know uh, people's handwriting? Do you know who's written which subject? I reckon there's a few of them there that look like they only can just write. So I'll probably be able to narrow it down to that group. But this one's quite um, floral handwriting. And actually it picks up on something we've just talked about on the show. Latest series obsessions. Oh, now, can I just put something out there? I am really behind on box sets. Do you know the last one I saw? What? Flight of the Concords. Wow, that is some time ago, isn't it? Which is brilliant, mm-hmm. but that's literally the last box set. I've missed Narcos. I've missed um, True Detective, Yeah, is it? Yeah. I missed The West Wing. I missed Sopranos. Five Foot Under. <laughs> the Wives thing? Dead Wives Club? Dead, no. wi- Dead Wives Society? 
Yeah. But I, I'm Deadwood with with uh, Ian McShane. Yeah, that, that passed me by. Supposed to be really, really good. Supposed to be really good. What's the deal in terms of your husband? Does he not watch them because you haven't watched them, or does he does he break rank and just go and watch them himself? He stays up late. You see, I'm does early he? birds and he's uh, late owl. Really? So he's up <laughs> watching sort of slightly naughty things like Breaking Bad. That's what he when watches I'm, when I'm a bed. What about you, Bush? <laughs> um, I, I, a game, not Game of Thrones. Sorry. Um, <laughs> House of Cards was absolutely amazing. You see, I saw the first one with Juliet Stevenson. Oh, was back, back in the 90s. Back in the 90s, yeah. Very it wasn't on a box set. No. So this is good, is it, House of Cards? Very, very yeah. good. And if, you, if you've never watched Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad is still the best thing I think I've ever seen on television. Yeah, I've really? seen some of it. It's amazing. I mean, really, it's really good. Apparently Transparent is really, really good. Uh-huh. Jeffrey Tambor. No, I've not even heard of that one. Yeah, it's really, really good. People so, are obsessed with it. There you go. So there's the Mel recommendation right there. Transparent from uh, Jeffrey Tamble. Failing mm. that, uh, something really old school like, I don't know, um, Paddington. <laughs> I've got that on box set. All the episodes of Paddington. Really? It's so soothing. But like, the, the kids like... Yes. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> Many people might find that a little unsettling, but that's fine. It's totally fine. It's not a problem. Paddington... Or uh, or Breaking Bad is, you know, you decide. Uh, it's Mel here on Magic. Uh, now it is time for Tell Mel. You can you can literally ask me anything. Okay, my ears are open. My cochlears are all yours. My my audible canal. I'm really going into territory that I, I don't know anything about. But you know what I'm saying. The ears are open to you. You won't get a cuddly response, though. No, you'll get a surprisingly terse response. Tell Mel. Bring them in, please, Louise. Hi, Mel. It's Emma. My other half wants to go to a Star Trek convention. Should I be okay with this or concerned? Now, for my money, the word convention in any sort of form possibly raises an alarm bell just of an amber variety. I'm not saying it's a red bell. Do bells have colours? Well, they do in my world. So I'd say amber bell, okay? Amber Bell, I'm sitting slightly on the fence. Next one, please. Hey, Mel, it's Amy. So we've just finished Game of Thrones around our house and I desperately need a new box set recommendation and pronto. Amy, I would suggest to you something good. I'm not saying the Game of Thrones isn't good. I know there are a lot of Game of Thrones fans out there. I've never seen it, but I would say go for something really serious like World at War. Laurence Olivier did the old uh, VO for it. It's heavy, but you will learn something. If you're watching Game of Thrones all the time, I'm not sure that you're going to be learning much. World at War, my love. Next, please. Hey, Mel, it's Becky. I've got a hot date tonight and I need a meal idea that screams sophistication. What should I cook? Becky, my dearest Becky, I would go for something within your range. I don't know what your range is. I'm not referring to an actual range that would be in your kitchen. Maybe you do have a range. Do you have a range, Becky? If you do have a range, then I would start cooking now and do a slow casserole. If you don't have a range, then maybe stick with something a little bit simpler like flatbread and hummus. That's enough. Oh, I feel bad about Becky's advice. No, it's that's good. flatbread and hummus. Have a range? <laughs> flatbread and hummus is fine, isn't it? She can knock that up. No, Becky, I'm going to go back on that. I'm going to go back on that. Really? You're confused, s- the poor girl. Flatbread and hummus, that's a starter, isn't it? That's a good point, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'd go for something deceptively uh, difficult i.e. looks difficult, but actually it isn't that difficult. Look in the back of a magazine. I always do that. They have really, really flash recipes that are dead easy. What are you doing there, Bush? What are you whispering to yourself? I'm just having a little laugh, just a little chuckle in the background. 
I'm no just way. thinking about table tennis still, you know? Should we, go, should we go out and have a little play? Fancy little game after yeah. this? Get the old ball out, my love. Let's do it. Now, um, uh, just warming up the bat. Bush, I'll see you very much uh, here this time next week. Yeah, man. You'll, you'll serve. V and me on the old table tennis. It's been great. Mel G signing off. Thanks very much for uh, listening to that little uh, podcast. Hear more larkish behaviour like this every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. The Mel Gedroid Podcast. <laughs>